2: Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
3: And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Denise Bodan with us, and Jen Abreu with us. She's the executive director and co-founder of Redemption Row. Let's bring Jen in now, if if we can. Jen, tell us about Redemption Row. Hi,
4: George. Um, Hi. So, yeah, Redemption Row, that was a passion project that began during covid when I was locked out of going inside the facilities uh, during the pandemic. And I had uh, spent a lot of time with a lot of um, individuals inside a maximum security prison, training them in conflict resolution. And they decided that um, even during the lockdown, they still needed to have some positive prison programming Because even though people like myself were unable to come in and provide self-help workshops, the parole board was still holding hearings via video conference. Uh And that created kind of a catch-22. How can you be prepared for the parole board and not be able to have the benefits of self-help groups because the volunteers are locked out of the prison? And so what ultimately had to happen was I had to rely on these um, very amazing human beings that I had trained for several years in nonviolence and communication skills. And um, we, we banded together, and I said, I'm going to send you information And curriculum and reading material and you guys are going to do this on your own without me physically being there and they did and so um, Redemption Row was created and my my lead teammate uh, Mr. Joel Baptiste came to me and said "Uh, I have I have a guy we need to work on and he is getting ready to go to parole board and I said, Okay, great. Let's like what, what can we do? And he said, Well, he's kind of a special individual. I said, All right, well everybody in there is special, so tell me what makes this person super special. And he said, Well, he's been denied parole fifteen times and I thought, My gosh, like <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what what, what did what this guy it? do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And and so he's not telling me who he is. He just keeps hyping him up. And he said he's, you know, he's this, you know, older, you know, it's um, an elderly prisoner. He said he's just absolutely adored by the prison population. And we've all just, you know, see him as, you know, this wise sage. And he said he's a very good friend of mine. And I, I really believe if... if Given the chance, we can work with him over time. His parole board is not going to be for another year. However, I think if we spend some time, um, we, can, we can work with him, and we can get him um, to be able to articulate um, a, a strong demonstration of self-awareness because that's really where his hang-up is, is just articulating his strong points. And I said, cool, like, we can do that. And he said, it's Sirhan, Sirhan. Wow! I went, oh, like, like, is it, Are you are you punking me? Like, is this real? And he said, "No, this is my friend." And I said, "Well, then, your friend is my friend, and um, let's do this." I wonder. And so, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: No, no, no. Go ahead finish up. then not I want to get? Yeah, to some yeah. Of the so, um, so
4: um, we put together an entire like one year plan, um, and that was. Um, you know, consisted of a lot of academic material that was based evidence based on shame, guilt, violence, um, a lot of intersectional um, curriculum as well. And I would copy things and send them in to um, to Mr. Baptiste. And you know, in the meantime, Mr. Baptiste is um, putting together a team of individuals that can also help him. Um, and so he put together a very very um diverse team. Um and they worked very well together, the three of them, Cameron and Artie and Joelle, and they spent numerous hours with with Sir Hand, walking the track with him, visiting with him, talking about childhood trauma, how to process um, you know, situational violence and how to articulate um, certain macro issues into your own personal life and what do certain terms, what they mean. And we were able to, over uh, an entire year, get him to a point where he really did understand the core of his rehabilitation. Although he has set a benchmark in... Um, correction, rehabilitation, and he needed to articulate that. And it was it's much like, you know, kind of like what a resume coach, a mm-hmm. career coach does for people on the outside. And, and what we did was just help him understand the amazing things that he's done and get him to that point where he can feel confident in himself and, and demonstrating who he is as an individual. And we were met with great success with that.
3: As you know, Jen, uh, I've had on the program uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. We've had Paul yes. Schrade, who was a wounded victim in that horrible yes. situation. Uh, they all believe that there was another gunman involved, and uh, another member of the Kennedy family believes that as well. Uh, was any of that considered by the parole board, which agreed to parole Sirhan Sirhan, but the governor said no.
4: Right. So here's this here when we're when we're dealing with parole. Um, what parole is is not a forum to relitigate case, and this is the forum to demonstrate self-awareness. That's what it is. And so, in as we present an individual to parole, um, we are not wanting to um, dive into the mechanations of their case. What we want to do is stick to the criteria that the parole board sets forward, which is a rubric that they literally have to check the boxes to make sure that this person is not a danger to society, regardless That's right. That's of their right. crime. In
3: 1989, Sirhan Sirhan appeared on the Inside Edition program with David Frost. And I watched clips of that, uh, Jen, and he didn't deny the shooting. I mean, he didn't say he did, but he explained reasons why he was upset and things like that, that, you know, he feels as if Kennedy basically betrayed the Palestinian people at a time when he should have been supporting them. But it was a strange interview where he just sounded like he was guilty. I, did you Have you seen that clip?
4: I have. I've, I've watched it several times. Is
3: my perception right about that? I mean, um, he doesn't deny you know, it. I
4: guess, short answer, yes. Long answer, no. And I, I will tell you from a rehabilitated standpoint, what I see is a young man who, you know, you have to understand that Sirhan, at the time of his trial, you know, what his what his lawyers were ultimately trying to do was spare him from the death penalty, right? right? right. And so they were trying to get him to um, be seen as somebody who was mentally incompetent. And what we have with in the case of Sirhan, and I'm sure many many men, um, is an ego. And a shame factor. And he did not, and this is well documented, um, did not want to be seen as someone that was crazy, that was out of his mind. It was greater for him to accept guilt and say, of course I did this you know rather than right. um, be seen as mentally um, incapacitated
3: right he kind of yelled that out in court, didn't he
4: and he did right and this was kind of like a, a last stance, although you know it's 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 one of those situations where you have like i don't want to I don't want people to think that I'm mentally incapacitated so I'm gonna do a crazy thing right so we on the outside looking in. To see that as being like, why would you do that? But when, but none of us have been in in that position. And when you're in that inside that microcosm and inside that fishbowl, that seems like a rational decision is to do that. And and yeah, the David Frost interview is is isn't great. It isn't great, but it explains a lot of things, and it's easily debunked. Right. Well, we well what
3: what at, I found what I found fascinating about that interview is that Sirhan. Was, had the gun on him because he went to a gun range, had heard about a special rally that was going to be in the area, and then heard about this other one and decided to go. And he was in an area that Robert Kennedy was not even supposed to be walking through. That they changed the route, and it took him right by where Sirhan Sirhan was. Had they not changed the route, he never would have seen him in the first place. That, I found that to be interesting.
4: Well, it's also um, very noteworthy that Sirhan himself has said that, you know, he after he left the gun range, he wanted to go play pool, or he went to uh, Bob's Big Boy, which, by the way, I now that I think about it, Bob's Big Boy was the last free meal. On the streets that Serhan ever had, and that sort of breaks my heart. Um, but that Sirhan had left the gun range and went to Bob's Big Boy and had um, food and socialized with his friends. And he wanted to, um, one of his friends wanted to go shoot pool, and um, Sirhan declined. And he wanted to go down to um, where these parties were downtown. And oh. I mean, in a you know array of events, this is this is where we end up.
3: Let's get some of these clips in here, Jen, before the break. let's Let's start with our first one. We've got four short clips that uh, were done for the uh, Redemption Road, the not-for-profit organization. Let's listen to our first clip.
6: To begin, I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported me and believed in me through the many, many years of my incarceration. The letters and cards I've received from all ages, all walks of life, all over the world bring me happiness and hope that I will be granted my freedom and be able to be a positive member of society. The legal workers, researchers, authors, documentarians and activists who have worked on my case over the years have sacrificed oftentimes more than their time and money. I am forever grateful and indebted to you. Thank you. I also wanted to thank Jen and the entire Redemption Rule California team for working with me closely leading up to my successful parole hearing on August 27, 2021, for their continued support in my rehabilitative programming, even after I was found suitable for parole, and by providing me with this opportunity to be heard and to express myself to everyone listening.
3: His English is very, very good, Jen.
4: Of course it is. I mean, he's been in the US for um, almost, what, 70 decades now. So, um, of course, his language, his English is very good. He's an ex- extremely articulate um, and thoughtful um, individual. He chooses his words um, very uh, precisely. And he, um, from what I, I've, I've never physically walked the track in prison with their hand, but those that have have said that when he's engaged in conversation with people, uh, sometimes he'll say a word, and um, he will want to make sure that the other person that's receiving his conversation understands the context beside, behind the words that he uh, that he says. So he's very thoughtful.
3: Let's listen to another one of the clips. Here
4: we
6: when go. I began working with Redemption Role, Jen's inside team of facilitators took me on a deep journey of self-awareness, insight, and empathy. They took the time with me each day to discuss the causative factors in my life, which led me to make impulsive decisions, helping me understand myself on a level I had not been able to process or articulate in the past. Working with them for over a year was a defining factor in my success during my board dealing.
3: When you just hear him talking like that, you really wonder, this isn't the same kind of guy. This is this yeah. this guy's different.
4: Of course he is. He's, of he's, course just, he is, and um, that's what that is what rehabilitation sounds and looks like. And this man, your listeners need to understand: this man is seventy eight years old. Okay, he has been incarcerated over fifty three years. That is over half a century. Yeah,
3: he's on the home stretch now, isn't he? He
4: he really is, and he has put in the most work when it comes to his rehabilitation. And um, I I cannot emphasize this enough, that Sirhan truly embodies the entire CDCR population. And what I mean by that is this. Sirhan was a youthful offender, which means he was under the age of 26 at the, the age of his life crime. Right, right. Which means that, you know, medical professionals have said that the brain is not fully uh, developed, right, um, prior to the age of 26, which allows people to make irrational and impulsive decisions. So Serhan was under the age of 26 at his life crime. <clears throat> not only that, but Serhan was sent to death row. Then his sentence was commutated to life in prison. He's also an immigrant. He's also an elderly prisoner. Sirhan really checks all the boxes of everybody that is in prison. So if Sirhan is found suitable for parole, guess what that means, George? Everybody sees the light. Everybody knows if Sirhan can get found suitable for parole, I can too.
2: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW or void work prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on AE Crime Central. Crave Adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote the
2: wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry, every rematch every rookie debut every game revealed the 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May